Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Hey, what's a pirate's favourite cheese? Cheddar. Oh, that was cheesy. Speaking of cheesy, have you tried Macca's new cheese and bacon McChicken? Their cheese and bacon McSpicy or the cheese and bacon chicken deluxe? Part of Macca's chicken menu. Too good to keep to yourself. Available after 10 30 a.m. for a limited time. Four minutes after eight, and welcome back to those listening on 1170 SEN in Sydney, uh, our SEN track network stations across the Central Coast and the Illawarra, and a big welcome to those listening across Queensland. 10.53am uh, in Brisbane, 16.20am in the Gold Coast, 99.1 FM Atherton, 96.9 FM Ingham, 91.5 FM Darling Downs, 96.3 FM Kingaroy. It is great to have your company. The reason why we bring so many more listeners into the program is because the one and only Cameron Smith comes on between 8 and 9 every Monday morning. Now, we've had a little team reshuffle this week. Um, as you can do in the modern game, we're going to bring Matthew Johns off the bench. He's going to actually not be a starter for the segment, so we'll bring him off to the bench. We'll inject him at the right moment. So, Cameron Smith, uh, you're going solo for the first part of the final hour of the program. Welcome again. Good morning, Vossi. Good morning, listeners. Great to be back again. Yeah, look, and two weeks into the crackdown, I go straight on the attack. Um, you've had two weeks to watch things unfold. Are you in any better space this week to how we're handling things, to how you were after Magic Round? Well, not really, Vossi. I think uh, I think we've still got a lot of teething problems with this um, with this you know high tackle crackdown, uh, as many are calling it. But uh, yeah, we've we've seen a few over the weekend that were legitimate sin binning offences uh, and, and um, tackles where they needed to be put on report for the match review committee to take a look at. But I still feel as though um, we're being pretty harsh on some of the players where there are some accidental contact mm. made to um, opposing players' um, head or neck region, which is going to happen. And I spoke about this last week. It's, it's, a, it's a game played at high speed, high intensity. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about... You know, these, the, the, you hear the referees talk through their microphone about um, you know high force made to um, the opposition player. Well, that's every tackle, and I know that, and I know <laughs> we want to try and avoid. We want to avoid contact with the head as much as possible. But there are going to be times. We, everyone needs to understand there are going to be times where there is accidental contact with the head or neck area, and we need to treat them accordingly. Where I, I think a penalty is sufficient. And allow the match review committee to do their job post-game. Let's not try and interfere with the match during that 80 minutes. And in most cases, when we interject by putting someone in the bin, it pretty much ends the contest right there and then. Cameron, I'm pushing heavily for to help the referees that they have to have more at their disposal than than what we've given them right now with the crackdown. I Mm. never before believed the now that a five-minute sin bin has to be there. And I will highlight the Victor Radley one from Saturday night. Uh, 
Yep. His first offence to me is your perfect five minutes in bin. Now, they've said yep. forceful contact to the head. I've made the mm. point this morning. If Victor Radley made forceful contact to my head, I'm deceased. I'm not with you anymore. <laughs> so, so Albert Kelly yeah. jumped straight back to his feet. He left yep. off the ground. It was a careless action. If yep. you had to take action on it, then that's five minutes. His second one, though, and to beat a pen guy... Yep. Yeah, Cooper Cronk made the point on the Fox League commentary. You just got to bend the back a bit more. So that's a 10-minute yep. one. I yep. just don't think everything can have the same blanket thrown over it 10 minutes mm. off the field. Do you agree? No, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And, and from, from, from mine, I, I look at it from a point of view as um, was the contact avoidable also? I think that's, mm. that's the other area we need to look at. If a player is just throwing an arm out or being a little bit lazy and – yeah, that, the, the first one from Victor Radley where he jumped um, to try and put kick pressure um, on Albert Kelly. Keep your feet on the ground, Victor. Keep your feet on mm. the ground, mate, and just, again, mm-hmm. bend your back a little bit more, and you don't make contact with his head. As soon as your feet leave the ground, you lose all ability to control where you're going to mm. make contact with the opposition player. So the players, defenders need to be a little bit smarter, Um We've heard, we've heard coaches, we've heard um, commentators, we've heard even the players talk about that where they need to be smarter with where their tackle selection is going or their target area is going. Um, but I, I feel as though the officials um, can be a, a little bit more um, smarter with the decisions they make on the field where once it's reviewed, we've got the bunker there. We're, we're using the bunker more than ever now and they need to – uh, distinguish whether that's been avoidable contact or whether it's just a lazy effort where you throw an arm out, you jump in the air, and um, that that tackle could have ended so much differently. Yeah, yeah. Surely we have benchmarks. You're right. I mean, we're not talking. We're talking football. Let's keep it simple. Right. We're talking football. You've got that's these right. benchmarks. <laughs> no, that's that's your accidental contact. That's a vertical talking, arm. That's keep, a hop- keep it simple. What are you are you calling all football as simple? No, no. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying for the bunker review and for the referee, there's, no, there's your five minute, there's your I ten know. minute offence. You know what I mean? Yes. Like let's. Yeah. Anyway, we've 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 got ourselves in a bit of a pickle at the moment. What I will mm. say is that people have been, you know, on social media is the most vocal outlet to, you know, you know, vent your spleen, and they're saying, "I'll never watch the game again. It's not tough anymore." Yep. I'm yep. telling you, Cameron, the game I watched yesterday, Manly and Parramatta. Yes. He's as physical as any club game I've seen in the last 10 years. They smashed each other. They yep. smashed was, each other for yep. 80 minutes. And it was a great contest. Um, and as we know, there, was, there would have been a lot of emotion out um, at Bank West yesterday, mm. Bossy, with um, the sad passing of Bob Fulton and, you know, the Manly team playing and, you know, um, you know Bozo having such an influence on that, on that club. Um, but that's what rugby league's all about, that. That that game that we seen yesterday in the in that eighty minutes, that's mm. it's as physical as you can get in a club match. As you said, you know that was played at what finals intensity and state of origin yeah. intensity. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I loved calling it, and it was just so brutal. Whereas Saturday night was a different, like it was it was tough as well. But there was just something happening every two minutes. You yeah. had to sort of react to, and you'd go to give comment, and then something else would happen two minutes later. There were a few players yeah. on tilt on Saturday night. Just out of the weekend, uh, the the clubs now that that really thrown a spanner into the works on what we were thinking, mm. Big Five, yes. South Sydney, Cameron. Can can you explain a team that was going? Well, Wayne was telling us they weren't going that well, but to the rest of us, they probably looked okay. 
But to suddenly concede 50 or more in two games out of your last three, that's, that's bordering on embarrassing. Yeah, well, it is. It is. And particularly when you considered one of the premiership contenders, as they were at the start of the year, where people were talking about, well, this is their opportunity. This is their golden opportunity to, to win a premiership in 2021. Here's their window. They've got a great squad, which they do. There's no doubt about that. And, and that's probably why there's so many question marks around uh, the Rabbitohs at the moment is that they've got a great football side there. And I know they've had a couple of their stars missing over previous weeks, but um, to concede now, and I think Wayne Bennett, the coach, summed it up in the best possible way with a very short answer after the mm. game was that, well, they played against uh, Penrith and they've played against um, Melbourne Storm and they conceded 50 uh, I think, against both teams. And he said, we've got issues. We've got issues. Do you put a question mark on Parramatta because of one loss yesterday? No, that was a big stage, or uh, yes, albeit emotional yeah. for Manly and the rest. But well, well, do some Vossie, demons look, come back to you know sit on the shoulder of Parramatta? Well, look, that, that was... Uh, I look at that match and I think, well, that, that was a great contest. And you've got to understand, we're getting to the part of the year now, we're round 11, you know, some of the players, they'll be starting to get a little bit tired. Parramatta have been up for most part of the year, they they were running second um, mm. up until the match yesterday and the result, and you now Melbourne have moved ahead on four and against. But um, I feel as though that they'll they'll still be there. They'll still be there when when the whips are cracking at the end of the year. There might have been just a little little blip on the radar yesterday playing against. You know, let's let's be fair to Parramatta. They played against a, a manly team manly team who are in um, some great form at the moment, led mm. by Turbo. Oh yeah, he was outstanding again. And and for for me, looking at you know the matches over the last month, he's he's the form player of the competition by a mile, mm. by mm. a mile. So you know I'm I'm not going to put a line through Parramatta because, just because of one loss. What that's their second loss of the year. Only like we, the can't get, we can't get okay. too carried away there. Well, then talk up Manly. Then talk up the opponent. Are they entitled to be starting to move up to that that same? Maybe not Penrith Melbourne level. But no. are they up with those others in that top five bracket? What you've seen from that Manly side, big hombres. I mean, one after mm. another to Powell yeah. and Kepi and Paseca and Sipley off the bench yesterday was outstanding. Some unsung heroes. Daly's going to do his job. You know that. Yep. Tommy Turbo is Superman. So he is. He is at the moment. of the side. Absolutely. And I was actually sitting there watching the match yesterday, Vossi, and watching the way that Manly were going about their business. And, you know, they've been scoring a lot of points lately. Tom, Tommy Turbo's on fire. Um, but I was watching their defence and how aggressive their line speed was and the contact with the Parramatta players. And I'm, I was sitting there thinking, it just took me back to those those days where um, I was playing for Melbourne against Manly. And mm. the two clubs were sort of the benchmark teams of the competition and we built a great rivalry through that period. And it just it took me back to that time where they were such a brutal team to play against and they were such a formidable opposition. Um, if they can turn up like that every week, and this is the big one, if Tommy can stay on the field, yep. they'll, they'll be thereabouts. And, and like we said, they're not, they're not with Melbourne and, and Penrith particularly at the moment, but if they keep continuing to build like they've done over the last you know, four weeks of the competition, then they'll be a threat to any team. And then we've got this young talent in the competition, you know, blokes like Reese Walsh and, and others. But Josh mm. Schuster's Manley's version of it. He is getting better and better. And some of his touches yesterday on the yep. big stage were fantastic. Well, that, and that, yeah, and, and, well, and that's the thing. That's the great thing about our game at the moment, Vossi, is that you, you throw these young 
um, young men into you know the big stage, and they they perform. They they've got no they've got no worry in the world to walk out on these big stadiums and play in front of you know big crowds, big moments, and just go and do their thing. They back themselves. They got so much confidence, and he he's got a a touch of class about him, um, Schuster. Mm. He he's a he's a he's a big thing. You know, he's I think he's a hundred plus 102, kilos. Yeah, 102, 102, 102 kilos. He's he's playing out in the back row, but you can quite as easily throw him in the halves. And you can see by the time that he has with the football and the way that he he takes the ball into the defensive line. You know, he, he attracts multiple defenders around him and his ball carriers. And then he's he, he's loving those no look passes out the back, and mm. it's just freeing up. Tommy and and the boys outside, where he's, he's almost giving a free run to the try line, but he's a, he's a classy young fella. Yeah, it was genuine five eight play yesterday from Josh Schuster. From what we saw, might make it hard for Kieran Foran when he's fit to come back to, to shift <laughs> the young fella from five. Well, that's how it happens. That, oh, that's mate, how I'd, it can work. Injured, he's someone else gets there. a chance. Yeah, they do, Vossi. But you know, uh, you know, Foz is a, he's a world class player as well, and I think mm. that just, that just makes that team even harder to beat when they're both on the field. Now, if you've got a question for Cameron Smith, fire it in right now. Cameron Smith, part of the breakfast program every Monday between 8 and 9. We'll play Fast Money with a question. 0457 736 736. Best to get the questions in via the text. It is 16 and a half after 8. Plenty more to ask Cameron Smith from the weekend in Rugby League. But your questions as well. This is Breakfast with Vossi on 1170 SEN and on a network which is spreading far and wide. And wherever you're listening on the SEN app, give us a shout as well. At 22 minutes after eight, just some news in from the Super League over the weekend. Uh, mark this down. Gareth Widdop, hat-trick for Warrington against Castleford. They won 38-14. Greg Inglis missed the game through injury, but Gareth Widdop, a hat-trick. Jackson Hastings, Field goal to win for Wigan over Salford. So Wigan, the only unbeaten team through seven rounds because St Helens knocked over by Catalans over the weekend, 20 points to 16. James Maloney, a try and four goals for Catalans. Dean Farre, also a try. That was St Helens' first loss of the season. Matty Johns now coming off the bench on our Monday segment. He's on the line. Matthew, are you up to it? We've, we've had the softening up period and we're bringing yeah. you on. What are you bringing to the table? Oh, mate. I, firstly, off the top, I, I got to apologise for last Monday. I had a mate ring me and said, "Mate, were you on? We we are pissed on air." And I said, "Look, I wasn't." <laughs> However, I said, "Mate, I, 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 what do you understand is I, I had to listen back and sound like I was like dragging myself out of quicksand." But I was. Uh, I'd had two solid weeks on the heavy painkillers because of the back, and uh, but today I'm chipper. I'm actually at Randwick Racecourse. I'm about to interview Huey Bowman. So I'm looking. I'm just looking at the track work here, and I must say I, I hate horses, but it's uh, oh, it is quite nice out here. <laughs> I hate horses, but it is quite nice out here. Lovely, I like quite packing good. them. Yeah, I like no, packing yeah. them, but I just don't. I'm just they scare me. Very good first touch, Matty. Very good first touch. Uh, we'll probably have you on report. Look, we want to go to the McDonald Jones Homes open line. Bob has called in from Rockdale. What's your question, Bob? Uh, just say, g'day, Cameron. How are you, Matty? I just like hey, to know, Bobby. Cameron, if you're still playing, uh, if you were still playing State of Origin, who would you least like to see fullback? Tedesco or Tommy Turbo? Oh, either one. Tomorrow. Yeah, either one, Bob. Oh, I think um, they're both in great touch at the moment. Um, yeah, we just we just spoke about uh, Tommy Turbo's uh, form and and me believing that he's the form player of the competition and. 
Um, but I don't think he'll be there. I think Tedesco will be the number one. I think uh, Tommy will find himself in the centres or on the wing. And really, just he just poses just a bigger threat out in those positions too. And uh, you know, Matty will probably... He'd probably have the same uh, opinion, I reckon. Yeah, Bobby, fancy asking yeah, Queenslander. Yeah, okay. Look, Cameron, what Cameron's saying is, I don't care who plays for New South Wales. Is <laughs> what he's actually <laughs> saying. Bobby, good call. I'll throw it at Matty. Um, I've called James yep. Tedesco playing. I know it's for Italy, but he has played in the centres previously and, and done it really well. Uh, is there a chance yeah. Tommy would go one Tedesco centres rather than Tedesco one Tommy centres? No, I think it, I, I think they'll pick Tommy on the wing. It'll be it'll be Tommy. The thing about it is, like, it's really funny with centres. People naturally think that the, if you're going to put someone into a position like Tommy, they go, well, you know, your fullback, yes, primary, second centre, third wing. But I, Smithy, I, I think the winger these days is a how could I say a more premium role than the centre. The centre yeah. positions evolved into being a being a real grafter. You know, lead the yeah. kick chase. Yep. Dummy half running, that sort of stuff. Where the wing, you know, Tommy can pick and choose his moments, kick returns. I think it's, I think without a shadow of a doubt, he'd be picked on the wing. Yeah, he's got, he's got to be on the wing, and and as you said, the role they play now, particularly particularly defensively, with you know trying to read opposition structures and um, you know when to be on the end of the line, when to be dropped back for a little kick or something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I think that that's where Tommy will end up, and you know in the centres, you, you're going to have. Whiten and Mitchell, I'd suggest. Yeah, yeah. For New South Wales, yeah, is that what you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, mm. I, do, I do too. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. Um, Latrell, I mean, look, it was a tough day for South yesterday, but I saw him in the foyer of the hotel last week at Magic Round, and from what I can remember, he looked big and may look ripped, hard and fit, and mm. mate, he was a great frame of mind. So, mate, I, I think that's a great centre partnership for us. All righty, heads up punter. Sky Racing now available on Sportsbet. Watch racing live on the Apple website. See sportsbet.com.au for details. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. The premiership market after the weekend's results in round 11. It is a race in two. Penrith, $2.75 favourite. Melbourne now at $3.75. Parramatta and South Sydney on the next line of betting out at $8.00. The Roosters out to $13. Manly affirmed to 15 What about the fall from grace for Canberra down to $67 to win the Premiership after round five, round four, round five? Certainly wasn't the case. They're up in the top four. They're now $67. And just the AFL Premiership winning market after the weekend. No unbeaten teams now in the AFL after Melbourne... Uh, went down by one to Adelaide. Melbourne, $5.50. Brisbane, $5.50 on the back of their excellent win over Richmond on Friday night. Western Bulldogs, the favourites at $5. Boy, did they wipe out St Kilda over the weekend, 144 to 33 uh, GWS at $31. The Swans at $36. All of that for Sportsbet. Sky Racing now available on Sportsbet. You can watch racing live on the Apple website. See sportsbet.com.au for details. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 27 and a half minutes to uh, after eight. We'll get to all of your questions in the last half hour. Fire them in now for Cameron and for Maddie on the text. 0457 736 736. Maddie, very quickly to you. A comment on Manly. Mm. I mean, yesterday's performance was a real mm. warning shot because it's a huge game. I know there's the emotion with the passing of the great Bob Fulton, but... The, the talent of the Manly side yesterday and the physicality really was impressive. Sensational. Really, really good. And uh, it's going to be interesting what they do with Josh Schuster. I mean, he's going to stay in the side without a shadow of a doubt. But if, they, if Kieran can come back 
keep himself fit, find some good form on that left, then that premiership winning combination starts to take form again. And that is left side four and right side Daly Cherry Evans and outside Cherry Evans, a ball playing back rower, which used to be Glenn Stewart, but would be assumed by Schuster. And what that does with Daly, it allows him really simplify his role when he plays his best, either feed early or run the football. So I, I, I love what they did yesterday. Brett, mate, Travojevic, Tom is just a, he's a phenomenon. He really is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in the last half hour, straight out of 8.30 News 2, a little bit of reaction to Cooper Johns. I understand that Matthew is in touch with Lee Hedger yeah. and tell us from Brighton's lawyers. There may be some legal action. Um, and yeah. um, Matt has yeah. that number on speed dial, the one 848 number for Brighton's lawyers. Cameron Smith is going to be the defence for Cooper Johns. So we will put Cooper Johns yeah. on wow. trial. Wow. After the 8.30 news, the defence is there, Cameron Smith. Um, Matthew Johns in the firing line will have his say. So stay tuned for that one. The McDonald Jones open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text your questions in now, 0457 736 736. We'll play a bit of Fast Money with Cameron and Matty. This is our treat on a Monday from now going forward. With two greats, Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns, two of the best thinkers in rugby league, right here on 1170 SEN and our network stations. All righty, into the last half hour we go. Things tightening up at the US PGA Championship. Um, there may be a chicken bone in the throat of Phil Mickelson, to uh, put it lightly, but uh, from leading by four and five, it has tightened right up. I'll bring you up to date with the uh, leaderboard in just a moment into the closing holes of the final round of the US PGA Championship. 28 minutes 2-9, Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns with their expert opinion on a Monday morning. But this is about to get very difficult, if not a little awkward, after the weekend where Cooper Johns mm. played a big role in a Melbourne victory over the Canberra Raiders. Now, Jace on the text, and he says before Matty joins in, like as if he's saying, Matty, shut up. Cameron, can I get your thoughts on Cooper Johns' performance? I've never seen him play. I was very impressed. Great hands. Considering he was paired with a makeshift 5-8, he controlled play brilliantly. Uh, reminded me of his uncle. Um, that's what Jace had to say. Now, Cameron, do you back up those comments? No, I thought uh, I thought uh, Cooper was um, very good on the weekend and missing a, a lot of uh, star power in those uh, key position um, for the for the Melbourne Storm. And, you know, he, he, he led the team around brilliantly. I actually thought he, he could have had a, a bit more involvement, um, to be honest. I because I've been lucky enough to watch him at training closely. And, yeah, you know, he's got a, a wonderful pair of hands. As you said, Vossie, you know, he must get that from Joey. But, um, oh, wow. he, uh, yeah. look, he, he, he does a <laughs> – I, I just felt he could have played a, a role a little bit more similar to, like, a Cleary for, for Penrith and, and maybe got his hands on the ball a lot more. But outside of that, I, I thought he was very good. And, um, mm. yeah, he's, um, he's going to have a very, very long and successful career in the NRL. All right, Matty, keep your powder dry because yeah. I'm going to play a grab off Cooper. Now, this is where Brighton's lawyers come into play. <laughs> Lee Hatchie-Pentelis examining um, the transcript of this interview on Fox League after the game. Uh, Cooper talking about you, Matty, um, and, uh, and we will get you to react to this. This is Cooper John Saturday night. Dad put the beanie on and come down tonight, Coops. Uh, no, he didn't. He's, uh, you've, you've probably seen him around Fox Sports limping around with his walking stick because he's had back surgery. So uh, he looks about 80 years old. And I don't really know why his body's failing him because he made zero tackles when he was playing. So. Oh, oh, 
That's a proper mm. sleep, that. Mm. Matthew, um, that's, uh, that's defamatory, I would have thought, because I swear you made a couple of tackles. I mean, you know, zero tackles? Zero tackles? Sister Father tough. loves his son unconditionally. Uh, and all he wants back in return is just a little bit of respect. But as I said to Cooper afterwards, it was water off the duck's back because um, as I broke the news uh, to Cooper, and I don't mind doing this uh, to the SM listeners, but when, it, look, put it this way, I would say probably nine to ten months before Cooper was born, he and uh, me and his mother had a, a quick breakup and... Uh, she dated a bikey, and uh, well, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, well, unfortunately for me, but uh, yeah, well, put it this way, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's doing time in Silverwater, Cooper's old man. But and now Trisha's courting Bryden's lawyers now on one eight hundred eight four eight eight four eight for her own legal advice. This this story has grown legs. My goodness! Oh, don't wow. worry. He's a good bloke. He's a good. Yeah. I mean, he's a good bloke. You've got to earn a cross some. Somehow, but unfortunately, <laughs> was caught doing the old import export business. And, uh, yeah, sure. but, mate, it, 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 <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. All right. That is the Cooper Johns story right there. Uh, let's go back to the open line, fellas. Uh, for McDonald Jones, one, I was going to say one eight hundred eight four eight. You call Brighter's lawyers, Lee Hadji Pentelis. Can I talk about the storm? No, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Jackie's there from Castle Hill. Good morning, Jackie. Say hi to Cameron and Maddie. Hi, Cam. Hi, Maddie. How are you? G'day, Jackie. Hey, uh, Jackie. Good yep. job. I've got, a quest- I've got a question, actually, for, for Cam and probably Maddie can answer as well. What do you guys think Nico Hines should do? Because obviously he's doing a good job in the Storm system. What do you think he should do for next year? Oh, well, he should stay. From a from a uh, selfish point of view, uh, being a former Storm player, I'd, I'd love him to stay. But um, I think Nico... Um, well, he, himself, he, he's made comment that, you know, when, when he looks at the Storm squad at the moment and, and he looks at the number one jersey taken up by Ryan Pappenhausen, um, the sixth jersey, Cameron Munster, no one's taken the role of him. And also Jerome Hughes um, just uh, signed a, a lengthy extension um, at Melbourne. They're, they're all dead ends for, for Nico. And, you know, he's expressed um, his, his want to be a starting player is want to um, have the ability to, to run his own football side. So as much as I'd love to see Nico stay um, and, and, you know, sort of grow, um, continue to grow um, his career in Melbourne, I feel as though the option um, he will take will be to move on. Yeah, Matty, yeah I reckon, Jackie. You, yeah. Uh, what's his value? I think, yeah, what's Nico Hines' value doing, to but, another club? Yeah, well, what I'd do, Vossi, I reckon at the moment, you'd probably make a lot of... A lot of uh, clubs are interested in a creative player. So, look, the answer to Jackie's question, what I'd be doing, I reckon about 750 at the moment. But I reckon mm. if you've got a few on the go, you just start to play a few clubs against each other. And, you know, the Broncos are desperate. You could probably push up the Broncos. I don't know. They've got plenty of money. Eight, 850, nine, and I'd, I'd leave and take the money and go buy a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, NRL stands for not real long. Oh, there we go. All right, there's the solution to the problem. On that, on that topic, though, Vossi, I'm probably interested to get Maddie's views on this. Like, what, what clubs? If you're Nico Hines and you're leaving Melbourne at the moment, what, what clubs would you look at to to move to? Mm. 
Well, Smithy, Bron- if I, Broncos if I being one. Yeah, like uh, the Broncos won. Uh, just to the top of my head, I mean, uh, Newcastle be interested in a, in a creative or two. Uh, mm. I mean, the thing about it is with the Broncos, Smithy, it just it just depends what they can push around you. This they're starting to get yeah. a little bit of traction. The good thing yep. for Nico is, I mean, Oregon, you can make your career on the back of blokes like Payne Hass and Tavita Pangai yep. when Tavita in the mood and playing his best. And mm. if they can score a bloke like Josh Hodgson and get Hodgson there, then things start to form up a Huge. little bit. But you'd, you'd hate to go to the Broncos and basically, you know, every, they place everything on your shoulders and say, right, oh, that makes the top four sides. Uh, but I mate, mm. if, that, if I was a playmaker, I reckon, like, you know, you'd be the same, Smithy. If they can find another good quality playmaker, I just, that's a that's a good club to land. Yep. 21 minutes tonight. Thank you for the call, Jackie. Thank you for calling in on the McDonald Jones Homes open line. Uh, this question from As on the text for you, As or Adam Cameron. Uh, just wondering how you feel. This is a possible sin bin system, and this has been suggested by a few people, a bit of the ice hockey system. If a player is put in the bin for 10, um, but the opposing team score, he comes back on. So you're off for one scoring play. As soon as they score, you can come back on. If that's one minute into the bin, well, that happens. If it's six minutes, you come back on. Any any support for that sort of proposal? Well, uh, I haven't really put too much thought into that um, proposal, but I, I feel as though, well, put it this way, if I was playing and I had um, a player put in the bin, I'd almost let the opposition team score. Okay. I'd almost let I'd almost let them score so you get your full complement of players back on the field. That's a very good response and, to it, Cameron. And just, and just back yourself to back yourself to to go and score up the other end and and there you you know, go. take back the six points you had scored against you. As you've been uh, you've been uh, slaughtered there now. Phil yeah. Mickelson just updated. He's birdied sixteen. He's back on target. Um, and uh, it's his to lose now. Phil Mickelson at the USPGA Championship with two holes to play. He's back to minus seven under par. Uh, We'll take a quick break. There's a stack of questions there, so we will play the fast money after this break on 1170 SEN and our SEN stations throughout Queensland and listing on the SEN app with Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns in the house on a Monday morning. All righty, let's get into your questions. Interesting one first up for Matty from Jimmy. Uh, Matty, your reaction to Italy winning the Eurovision Song Contest? You with having Italian heritage in the family, proud, proud night. And uh, I'd hopped out of the car. Trisha's on the front doorstep, jumped, yelling, and Trisha, you wouldn't believe what happened. I said, oh, "Don't tell me Cooper's dad's got parole." Anyway, it wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> as you said, mate, we won, won the Eurovision, so it was enormous. I, I actually talking about the theme of uh, Italy and music. Trish and I went back to sort of Trish's hometown, Sarah Capriola. Uh, it's on the Adriatic there a few years back. And there was karaoke jo- uh, night taking place at the local pub. So I'd had a few on board. So I thought I'll get up and do a bit of... I put my name down, Matty Johns, uh, Boz Skaggs. So anyway, so I'm standing there. And you know what the rules are in karaoke. You hope that the person before you is a just complete palooka and gets booed off because you know, then when you get on there, never to have bad you. I can't get any worse. Well, unfortunately for me, the bloke who went on before me got up and did Andre Porcelli time to say goodbye. Ooh. And the crowd <laughs> went berserk. They were crying yeah. and cheering, standing ovation. I got up there and uh, had, a, had a panic attack and walked off halfway through. So at yeah. least I thought to myself, well, at least there's no one here from Australia. No one knows me. And a bloke straight after walked up to me. He was from Cessnock. 
He was over there and just said, Mate, what happened? It was in a life full of lows, it was a low point. Oh, good story. Now, this one, Matty, just, just really quickly, fast money with all these listeners called um, yep. from the Wild Panther. He's, he asked, could Nico Hines play centre like Matt Burton does at Penrith? Could he be a centre for another club? Jeez, I, w- I wouldn't think so. I, I guess for the reason what me and Cameron were just talking about, it's more of a power grasping position now. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, from Daniel from Prairiewood for you, Cameron, um, argument that Storm star Brandon Smith is a better middle forward than he is a hooker, uh, whilst he's committed to seeing out his contract until the end of 2022. Can the Storm entice him to recommit long-term as a middle third forward? Cameron, what's your thoughts? Brandon Smith, where would he be best suited going forward? Well, he, Vossi, he's shown that... Um he can he can play both positions as as well as each other, and he did a fantastic job playing, you know, mostly not exclusively, but mostly um, as a ruck forward um, over the past two seasons. He's now got the role as a starting nine, sharing that role with Harry Grant. But I feel as though it all depends on the situation with Dale Finucane. Now, I believe Frank Panissi has come out and said that we will do everything in our power to keep Dale. He's a great servant of the club. He's currently a co-captain with Jesse Bromwich. If they fail to keep Dale Finucane, then that opens up the opportunity then to present to Brandon a starting spot at 13. This is what mm. I'd do anyway. A starting spot at 13. Okay. And Harry Grant's playing nine. But mm. we all know that, that Brandon, he, he's, he's said many times publicly that he wants to be a starting number nine um, in, in the team that he's playing in. Okay. All right. Now, this one. Now, we've had discussion this morning. Jack Bird... Um, Tears in the dressing room the other night after the Golden Point loss. Mm. I think fantastic, you know, showing the pain of defeat. Yeah. Lordy wants to know, between the two of you blokes, have you cried, win or lose? Now, I'm not talking about big grand final stage, but has there been games where there's been tears shed? Cameron, honesty? Yeah. Tears shed? Or Matty? Anyone? Someone? Uh, Matty, Something? Matty, you go, you go first, uh, Matty. Well, put it this way. If you look at my career, so career, I reckon I probably <laughs> cried more than Smithy did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I look, I've, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't uh, had any tears uh, in, the, in the dressing rooms. Uh, it might have been maybe the morning after a couple of those big games. There might have been a few uh, tears running down the cheeks, especially if Alfie Langer got a hold of me um, after some post-game celebrations. But uh, no, no, none directly after a match. I, I tell you, we, we, one of my first first-grade games, we played the Raiders, Canberra in Canberra, in the early 90s, and it was uh, fullback. I think it was Belcher, Wings, Mullins and Nagus. Uh, then Drew, who might have been one of the wingers. Meninga and Wiki in the centres. Daly, oh, Stewart, oh. Clyde, mm. Lazarus, you know, Pongiak just goes on. Ferner, Croker off the bench <laughs> and, mate, Steve Walters at hooker. And it, after they jammed 40 into us, and I walked off and sat down and just went, Jesus Christ. Is this, is, is, <laughs> and then the coach walked over and said, how was that? And I said, mate, that was... Oh, and he goes, it gets worse. We've got the Broncos next week. <laughs> and you cried. And you cried. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> now, listen, this is an interesting question that I almost feel like throwing at Matty Johns, but question for Cam Smith from Pete from Lake Macquarie. Hey, Cam, life after footy, what is the mm. new average day for Cameron Smith? Do you want to make up some crap, Matty, about what the average day might be for Cameron Smith, or do you want Cameron Smith to answer it as best he can? <laughs> Uh, look, I'll just do a suggestion. You just get up and, uh, like I'm at the stables at the moment, I don't know, like I'll 
No, I was going to say something. I'm not, not going to say that. I'll leave it to Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was hey. actually very interested to see what Matty was going to come up with. Well, put it, Cameron, ca- put it this way, Cameron. Yeah. Instead of that sort yeah. of thing. You know? Yeah. I, I would I'd suggest that uh, Cameron's interests might be vastly different to mine. Right. Not as much European content as you have, Matty, okay? Exactly. Not as much European content. Cameron, average day summed up? Just average? Average day, well, I'm, uh, I'm flat out with SEN, obviously, um, doing a lot of work uh, Monday mornings with, uh, with you two guys. Um, Thank you. I'm back on Wednesday and Thursday as well. Um, but, no, just spending a, a fair bit of time with, uh, with uh, the wife and children and <clears throat> doing, the, doing the drop-off pick-up situation and then trying to oh, find yeah. a little bit of time, uh, fellas, a little bit of time to play a little bit of golf. Okay. Maybe you're itchy to have a response to that, Matty. Jeez, oh, I tell you what, mate. That takes me back to the old drop-off and, you know, Saturday morning cricket with our kids. Mate, it's one of the great things about the kids leaving home. Like, honestly, <laughs> it was, like, honestly when Coop was a young bloke, he wanted to play cricket. And it was just sitting there for three hours watching just a mishmash of wide throw <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, this is uh, so he's no good. So he's no good, Matty. He's not a good cricketer, is he? No, no, mate. It was, it was horrible. And that is, mate, I tell you what, that, that drop-off zone schools, just the viciousness, vitriol, some of those mothers, you know, particularly some of the single ones. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to finish. It, it, it started with what just a hardcore rugby what league discussion ends this, Cameron. This is how we roll on 1170 SEN. Oh. You have yourself an average week, Cameron. Okay, we'll see Thank you on you, Thursday. Boys. See you keep, Thursday, Keep bossy. being average. And, and Maddie, in your entertaining life, go out and celebrate Italy's win in the Eurovision Song Contest. It's a great day. Great day. I'm already having a vino. Good on you, boys. Love it. See you, lads. <laughs> well done. Maddie Johns uh, back with Morning Glory on Friday morning right here. Cameron Smith will be back on on uh, on Thursday morning between 8.30 and 9. We finished the show, though. A little bit of Vossioki. Bob Dylan turns 80 today. 80 years of age. Let's finish with a classic from the one and only Bob Dylan. Once upon a time, Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91